Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. We are talking about a topic that is at the intersection of a lot of people's mind right now. On this episode of the Everyday Mindfulness Show, we are talking to Sarah Steckler, and she is a podcaster, a creator of journals, and a coach on the intersection of mindfulness and productivity. Sarah, thanks for saying yes to being on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. So it's always fun um, doing a podcast myself and then, you know, getting to connect to other, other podcasters and seeing what they're talking about, what they're doing with it. But we actually connected because both of our shows were nominated for like among the top 20 podcasts in this topic of mindfulness. So I love your vision. That was my kind of shared vision of, of collaborating on this topic because um, this is sometimes a little woo-woo. And since we're doing it, I think it's a giant wow. Yes, absolutely. I know. Well, and I think it's interesting too how mindfulness is becoming a lot more mainstream and stream and more people are recognizing the power behind it. So it's absolutely awesome. So we like to start the episode by giving each of our guests the opportunity to say, what is mindfulness for you? Mm, yeah. Mindfulness for me is really coming back to the present moment in any situation I'm in and really realizing that the only action I can take is, is the moment I'm in. So when I'm stressed or when I'm anxious, it's knowing that the future is not something I can control. It's, it's right now. And it's really coming back to my body and my mind and really remembering the connection between all those different areas in us. You know, we're, we're not only connected in so many ways within our own selves and our own beings, but then we're also connected to so many other things. So I just try to remember that. And, you know, if I'm in line at the grocery store and I'm getting irritable or something, it's just kind of remembering like we're all here, we're all connected more than we think. And that, that helps kind of ground me in the moment. Well, I love that example. I, I call those everyday mindfulness moments, like the grocery store is a perfect example. Do you have either like a regular recurring daily practice or do you have little practices that you do throughout the day to bring you back to this oh, place? I love, I love the way you frame that question. Yeah. So I actually love to spend a lot of time out in nature and I'm really fortunate now that I'm in an area in the Pacific Northwest where that's everywhere. So I actually make it a... Um, a priority every day to be out in nature. And I have a bulldog, so that makes it pretty easy. And she doesn't like walking a whole lot. So she will sit with me and we will practice um, something called forest bathing or Shinrin Yoku. I don't know if you've heard of it. And um, we just are really present outside. And um, studies have shown that just being around trees or outside can lower your 
blood pressure. It can affect your vagal tone. So that's one thing that I do. And I try not to bring my phone. It's just even just 10 minutes of just sitting outside and really like noticing the wind, noticing the trees, all of that. And no matter what I have going on, I always feel afterwards like it's kind of cleared my mind, like there's no more mental plaque, if you will, in my head. And I really like that. Um, and then, you know, if I don't have time to do that, you know, I have kind of more ritualistic things I like to do every week. I like to sit down on Sundays and do some intention setting and, and goal planning, but with a mindfulness um, kind of perspective to it. So you just used a word we love on the show, and that's the word intention. Um, in, in our book, the Everyday Mindfulness book, we invite people every day to set a daily intention. What is intention for you? Like, what's an example of what you mean mm. when you say intention setting? Yeah. So in the morning, one thing I like to do is decide what's the intention behind what I'm seeking for the day, because I truly believe that, you know, we'll find what we're looking for. So one practice I'll often do is wake up and be like, what am I looking for today? What am I seeking? You know, whether that's, um, you know, connection with somebody or, I'm going to seek um, the possibility in a moment of, of difficulty instead of, you know, complaining or I'm going to really, you know, or it can be really specific. Like I'm going to make sure to, to really connect with my husband today and, and have a conversation about this. But really it's, for me, it's kind of taking back ownership and autonomy of our lives and really knowing that in so many ways we can choose what we want to find and perceive. Oh, I love that. It seems every show we get, get our <laughs> guests, they, they share some rich question. And I think that that is a little bit of a, a nuance of a person who lives a, a mindful life is sadly, I think our culture says, have the answer, have the answer, have the answer, have the answer, have the answer. Mm -hmm. And yet all of us that are, are practicing mindfulness have a, a courageousness about a question. And sometimes it's a question that has an answer like, what am I seeking? And some days it doesn't have an answer, but yet staying in that place of curiosity and wonder and discovery. Mm, I love the way you said that. Yeah. So I was really excited to talk to you because I'm a Virgo. And, and if you don't know sun signs, it's like, like <laughs> I can make an Excel spreadsheet out of an Excel spreadsheet. And I was a meeting <laughs> planner for 10 years. So I too have this place of need for productivity and plans and scheduling and people go, oh, but Holly, that doesn't really fit in mindfulness because it's about like being in the present moment. So I knew that you and I would have an instant in kinship in finding that alchemy of, of like being in the now, but also being in a world that says more like, how do we, how do we do this? Yeah, I know. Well, and it's so interesting too, because I like to think about the difference in kind of the energy behind mindfulness and then productivity. And I think when we think of mindfulness, it tends to be kind of more of this flowy kind of feminine kind of energy. And then productivity tends to have this more masculine vibe to it where it's kind of just like, you know, get more done. And I don't necessarily mean feminine and masculine in a gender sense. I just mean the energy behind it. Um, but what I really have loved doing is combining those two and being like, how can I be more productive and get more done, but not just for the sake of getting more done? Like, how can I really move the needle toward the goals, not only in my business, but in my personal life, but in a way that really feels good? Because I, I'm sure that you've experienced this as a business owner. Like sometimes it can be really easy to like find ourselves in this like spin out or burnout and we're going, how did we get here? So, and the first couple of years of my business, that was kind of like happened a little more often than I'd like to admit. So combining mindfulness and productivity was a way of 
really getting a lot more done by focusing, by also creating those intentional pauses and really reflecting on, you know, how we're structuring our days and so much more. Yeah, I think that's a really fun way to think about. Um, I hadn't thought about that masculine feminine energy thing before. Mm. So I got, I got to, I got to sit with that too. And, <laughs> and that's, what's so great about the show is, is I get to learn and we get, we get to get to play together. But I think also there's a place about the letting go of it. Mm. Like for me, mindfulness is kind of almost setting the attention, setting the plan and then saying this or something better. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, you know, when we go on that, that walk in the woods or whatever, I mean, you've got a path around your house, you've kind of walked that path a lot. And yet, every day, it's this or something better, you might see a new plant or a new tree or a new leaf or, or that kind of thing. And that, that's a place of mindfulness, too, is being so in this moment that you can let go of what you thought it was going to be for something better. Yes. And that pertains so much to business too, I think, and, and our personal goals. And one thing I heard the other day, and I, I can't remember who said it, and I'm probably going to misquote it, but it was something along the lines of, you know, not seeking, like, I think a lot of times we think about goals and we think we have to get so specific, right? Like that's one of the the things in SMART goals is um, getting specific. But one thing I've learned is there's something about just seeking and hoping and setting an intention to get in touch with, you know, the highest version of yourself or the highest possibility and then kind of releasing that, right? Because there's only so many things that we can control. And then there's just kind of like what everything else is going to control the universe, the world, whatever you want to call it. So I really like the way you said that about just setting an intention and then because sometimes we think we want things to unfold one way and then it doesn't happen and we get frustrated. And then the next day, this happens to me all the time, another opportunity will come along that is better than I ever could have hoped for. And it's like, oh, okay. I see what's happening. Well, and this is like a productivity thing and mindfulness I've been playing with. And I'm not saying it's the be all end all, but I've been playing with it. And it's this idea. I get up every morning and I, what is mine to do today? Mm. What is mine to do today? And I'll get a post-it note and I'll write the first five things down that come from my heart, intuitive awareness. And then I will figure out within the framework of my day how to get to those things. Now, I'll be honest, some days I get to the top three and I don't get to the bottom two. Some days I get to the bottom two and not the top three, but I kind of, I am still being productive and mindful. But then at the end of that day, I shred that post-it note. I don't keep the things that I didn't do. Mm. I go back to what is mine to do today. And if finishing those things is mine to do, then it shows back up on the list. If it wasn't mine to do, it disappears. And people say, oh my gosh, I could never do this. I'm I'm a corporate accountant. I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, you're just, you know, this mindfulness guru and and you can do that. But what I have found is it takes away that anxiety of, oh, I didn't do, oh, I didn't do. And and it helps moderate that I'm not enoughness. So I'd be curious your take, take on that as you've got your journals and your coaching and you've got your tools out there. Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. I know. I can see why that could be a little like anxiety inducing for some people. Like, well, what if I forget something? But um, it's actually kind of in line with um, one of the planners. I have the daily productivity and brain dump book where I encourage people to do 
a daily brain dump in the morning or whenever they're going before they're going to start their work and um and really get everything out of their head and and then move on to the productivity page that helps you break down you know your steps for the day but one thing i found in doing you know daily brain dumps and i'm not always perfectly consistent right but is that so many times when i would start doing them i would be like okay this is going to be this like great list where i have all these ideas and i come back to it all the time and what i found is it's actually more of just getting rid of all these things in my head because I found that one of the strains in terms of my productivity and in terms of the mindfulness aspect in there, like the mindful part of productivity is really being able to be present and focus. And I think we don't always associate the word focus with mindfulness, but in terms of um, getting things done, it's, it's a huge element to it. But what I found was doing these daily brain dumps really helped me get all these thoughts out of my head that I didn't even know were there. Stuff about, you know, like a dream I had or something I was like, oh, I want to go to that place for lunch and just writing all this stuff down. And then you really have this like beautiful, clean slate and all this mental energy that you can tap into. So what is one question or activity that people might use to start a brain dump? Yeah. So one of the problems I had when I started the practice of doing it daily was, you'd have this blank piece of paper and you'd be like, where do I start? Ah. Right? So one of the things that the book has is daily templates. So there are blank pages, but there's also questions and, and different like activities for you to do. So one of my favorite ones is like, what do I need to let go of? And so that'll be a place where you can start. And I mean, it's that question alone is probably one of the most powerful um, or, you know, or like, what do I want or what am I seeking? Um, or, you know, um, what, what good things have happened to me that are proving that I'm on the right path or anything like that. Like sometimes just giving our brain a direction because ultimately whatever we tell our brains we're looking for, whether it's an anxious moment or fear or something exciting, our brain's going to find an answer to that. So it's kind of just triggering our brains to look for something and those prompts really help. So let's give the audience just a moment to pause and ask themselves that question. What do I need to let go of? And we'll be back right after this break. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. So we are here today with the author of the Daily Productivity Brain Dump book, Sarah Steckler, who is also a podcaster in this intersection of mindfulness and productivity. Thanks for saying yes to being on the show. In that first segment, we talked so much about the power of taking a moment to pause, getting to know what mindfulness is, setting an intention. And you gave us two really great, powerful questions that we can use. Um, talk a little bit more about your other books, because I know you, this Daily Productivity Brain Dump is your newest one, but I was really inspired by the library of tools that you provide for people that have different ways of connecting with mindfulness. Yeah, um, I think the main one and the one that's been the most popular is the planner, and that's the Mindful Productivity Planner. And what I was really designing with this was ultimately it became it 
became something I wanted to create because I was like, I can't find my ideal planner out there. And um, I had this thing happening all the time that I call planner guilt, where I would go to <laughs> Target and I would buy a planner and it'd be beautiful and I'd want to take photos of it and all that kind of stuff. And then I wouldn't use it. And I, I would... <laughs> You know, I think uh, many of us buy multiple planners for the year for different things. So this planner that I created, um, it's not only undated, but it's structured in a way where you can really start and then pause it when you need to every single week. So if you're not planning every day or you're not um, using it every week, you're not going to feel like you've wasted pages. And I think that was really important for me too, because I not only love to write things down, but I also love to use project management systems. So Trello, Asana, ClickUp, that kind of stuff. So some days I'm in there and other days I'm in my planner. The other thing that's unique about the planner is that it has something I call monthly banks. And these are things that you do throughout the month. And there's um, different pages that help you set intentions. So there's a reflection and intention setting page that has different um, seed sentence prompts. So it'll say something like, you know, today I am feeling blank and I've noticed that that allows me to realize blank, right? And so it's kind of these little tiny mini journaling prompts that people have said are really helpful because sometimes you don't have time to do a lot of journaling, but you want some awareness and some insight. Um, there's other things in there, but the other two parts of it I'll mention is we have a, um, a monthly bucket list section. So a lot of times when we think of bucket lists for things that we want to do in our life, we're thinking our whole life, right? Like what's your bucket list for your whole life. And I love those. But what I find is I end up going, oh, well, I'll just do that later. Or I'll, I just have time or I have so many years. So having kind of a mini bucket list for the month can be a really fun way to not only get more done, but also set intentions. You know, like I want to spend five minutes outside or I want to write a letter to a friend. So those things are helpful. And the other portion of it is that there's a monthly success list. And in that part, um, there's two components of the success list. So there's not only, um, what are the good things that um, are happening or that I've created, but also what are the good things that are happening for me, right? So there's that give and take. And um, the planner itself is it's just a really fun way to combine the ability to get more done and kind of track your progress, but also tap into some of those mindfulness practices. Oh my gosh, we could go on for days on this, <laughs> on this show. I, I, had, I had just a, just a thought kind of pop in too, which is, I get asked this all the time. I'm curious if you do too. This mindfulness thing, can I do it wrong? Like I'm afraid to even start because I might do it wrong. Like how do you yeah. work with your clients to overcome that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, and I think, I think perfectionism comes in a lot with mindfulness and especially when people ask about, you know, just being mindful in the moment or, or meditation or any of that. Um, but honestly, I tell people, you know, as long as you're present and you're building awareness around that present moment, I mean, like you're doing it. That's it, right? So there's no wrong way to just be, to be present. So here's the other silly one that I, that I, that I get that I think all of us mindful um, teachers who, are, who, who have the privilege of doing this work, we, 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 can, we can help the world with. So I'd be curious your take on this one. Like, okay, really? I can't do this because it's like religious. Like, like it's mm -hmm. so spiritual yeah. and so religious in a world that's kind of like whipped up in that right now. How, mm -hmm. how do you work with your clients to, to, to find their comfort level with, is this religious or is this spiritual? Mm hmm. Well, one thing that I found is, I mean, if you look at the history of, you know, mindfulness and intention and a lot of where, you know, that those those philosophies come from, um, they while there's parts that are that can kind of 
parallel with different religions, the core of it really is um, its own thing. It's, it's really not connected to one um, religion per se. So I always remind people that it's really a practice um, much like anything else. And I think what is helpful to people is, you know, I always like to tell people that feel free to swap out the words that resonate with you. So if you're meditating or if you're into trying that, you know, and, and the idea of connecting to source or connecting to your higher self or the universe or whatever we typically hear, if that's uncomfortable for you, then insert the word that resonates with you. Is it God? Is it yourself? Is it, you know, what is it? Because ultimately I truly believe that it's all about creating awareness and awareness in itself is this amazing thing. And I think we tap into it as humans all over the world in different ways. And I think those strings that we attach it to are different religions, different perspectives, different beliefs, but ultimately it's all awareness. Oh, I love the way you did that. Cause I often do, um, I swap out the word good and God, God, God God can be a charged word for, for people both, both in endearing and not so endearing ways. Mm -hmm. And so if that's a word that is charged for people, I say, well, try to put good in there because you know i I think there's an element of no matter what label you put on it we're all trying to do good work in the world and i love how your tools really help people to focus in on their own hearts and their minds and how they can do their best good in the world Mm, that's so powerful i love that so um you have something i love you're using instagram and you're using pinterest as, as some of your primary social tools and Insta stories or Insta tools. Tell, tell us about that because that does help people kind of get focused. They're, they're shorter stories. Yeah, I think, um, you know, as a business owner or someone that, you know, is doing influential work online, Instagram stories have been really, really fun because um, they're just a, a short snippet and they're really a fun way to let people into kind of the behind the scenes of whatever you're doing and get to know you. And um, as that platform has kind of taken off, it's really, I mean, it's taken off for a while, but I feel like even in the last six months, it's really kind of a place that people are moving to. And I've heard people say time and time again, it just feels cozier on Instagram. It doesn't feel so charged. It doesn't feel so, you know, political or this and that, but Instagram stories are a great way. You know, if you run a business or anything to, to get people, you know, have people get to know you. People know that I have a bulldog. People know that, you know, I'm out for a walk and it's actually been a great resource for finding new clients and and finding um, and telling people about the journal and all of that. So tell us, how can people find you and how can people work with you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You can always find me by visiting my website. That's mindfulproductivityblog.com. You can also listen to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify. That's the Mindful Productivity Podcast. And the best place to find me, if you want to like send me a DM or anything like that, is over on Instagram at mindfulproductivityblog. Well, so if you could give people one tip that they could try today that would make them more mindful and productive, what would you tell them to do? Hmm. I would say, and this is kind of like the first episode of my podcast, it's really give yourself permission to start from where you are. So release the judgment about where you are or maybe where you haven't been, or maybe if you, you know, slipped back in your mind, really just give yourself permission to start in the moment that you're in with the resources and the tools that you have and take action. Don't get stuck in the perfectionism. Just do one thing that gets you rolling towards your goal today. Oh, I love that one. And I love your episode 58, ruminating on who you once were for who you want to be. I think that plays so much into this mindful productivity is 
you know, our, our world says we have to be this one thing and yet we live in a world now that's always changing. And I really appreciated that episode as well. Well, thank you so much for saying yes to coming on the Everyday Mindfulness Show. I know you've got more books and more work in the works, so please consider yourself a friend of the show and come back many times. Yeah, absolutely. This was wonderful. Thank you for all the work you're doing. This podcast is great, and I'm excited to listen to more episodes in the future. You're welcome. Remember, Mindful Matters, and so do you. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm-hmm.